I had kind of judgments about the word business prior to starting up my business, um, uni management. And I was like, business. And then, and then a few years ago, I was like, I am actually a business person. This is my business, even though I don't typically look like a business. And then I kind of reframed a lot of that in relation to actors, because actors are your own business. And I think that's where a lot of actors kind of trip up. You know, we are the CEO of our lives. We are. Mm. We are the male person as well as the CEO. We are all these people in between, the marketing person. So actually, we play all these different roles, sometimes multiple roles every day. And, and so it, then it becomes about, okay, how can I kind of perform these roles really, really well? And knowing as well, the thing about business is that you also need support from places, from other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not, you know, we don't have to do everything. Hello everyone and welcome to Chai with Rai. Hi, I'm your host Rai and each week I bring you a guest from the creative industry and we discuss all things life and culture all while sipping and sipping some hot chai. Now, if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, or wherever you stream your podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast and share it on your stories on social and spread the word. It organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before and overall just shares the love. So let's warm up our delicious cup of chai. Let me know what you're sipping on as you listen to this episode and let's welcome into our ears, into our lives, coach, mentor, author, actor and comedian, breathe, Whew. Daniel Tristan and his business partner, co-founder of Actors Coaching International, actor, coach, CEO and lead agent at Union Management, Danny Clifton. Before we get into deep meaningful conversations, I like to do quick little games just to kind of get into the swing of things. We'll start off slow. The game is called Five Second Rule, which is basically you can list, say, sing three things in five seconds. So we'll start off with testers and then we'll go into a little bit of a different situation. And I'll try and throw you off as we get into things after the first two tries. So would you like to go first or does Daniel want to go first? Who wants to go first? You guys should go first, really. Danny, all right. Thank you. Danny, in five seconds, list three things you must do before going to sleep. Brush my teeth, wash my face, wash my hands. Fabulous. Daniel, list three <laughs> things you must do after waking up. After waking up, uh, put my slippers on, uh, wash my face, and yeah! uh, put the kettle on. Da Daniel, five seconds, five seconds. Oh, five seconds. I'm sorry, I, did, I, I misheard. It's all right. right. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm primed. Okay, I was I was so impressed by what Danny said, how, how quick he was that I just was thrown. Were you Got more it. impressed that I brushed my teeth? Was That's that what it was? So. <laughs> impressed that he washes, he brushes his teeth. That's the way. All right, Danny, I'll start with you. In a feature yeah. slash interview you did on the Rachel Regigate coaching website, is that it? I'm Rachel assuming... Redgate. Yes. yes. Gosh. Oh, yeah. I had, a I, I had a massive crush on Rachel years ago. Yeah. This that's, is all being recorded, that's, Danny. That, that, yeah. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rachel, if you're listening, just, just sure. want to let you know. PS did not know that you did life coaching. However, when asked about your work, you describe your work as unlimited, expansive, and plentiful, and unconditionally positive, and how authenticity is one of your core values. You also go on to say that you do acting because you love showing off. So with that in mind, list or say three taglines Danny DeVito would do when they are just the face of Just Eat. Right now it's Katy Perry. Before that, it's been Snoop Dogg. But I feel like Danny DeVito would be the new face of Just Eat. 
So I want to know three taglines. You're Danny DeVito. You're going to impersonate Danny DeVito. And three taglines as Danny DeVito. Ready? In four, mm -hmm. three, two, go. I want you to eat just eat. I want you to eat that. I want you to eat the pizza. I want you to eat the curry. I want you to eat the Italian food. I've, nice. Yeah. nice. It's, been a while nice. Since, it's been a while since I watched Danny DeVito movies. So. Oh, they're yeah, great. I've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nice. Nice. Um, that's anyway. a nice word daniel when yes. asked to describe yourself on the instagram page for actors coaching international you describe yourself as dedicated so with that in mind list three food dishes beginning with the letter d go duck a la orange uh duck bombay and uh Firstly, you said Doug twice, and yeah, those were two. You, yeah, but you didn't say different dishes. <laughs> two different dishes. Yeah, two different yeah. Okay, okay, two you guys. Dishes. Okay, yeah. I won't come in between you two. Um, <laughs> no, you won't. All right, Danny, this is your last five-second rule. When okay. asked on the Instagram page again, three tips for self-tape, you replied, have a real person in live or on Zoom, make sure your slate is memorable, and three, don't be afraid of silence. So with that in mind, list three policies you would run on as PM of England. Go. Don't be afraid of silence. Um, do a really good slate. And also just don't talk bollocks. <laughs> I would love it if the <laughs> the policies, or you had to basically self-tape to be a prime minister. For the right. I think he's exactly. in. I think he's in. I, I think I would vote for him with that with that slate, with that mandate. Yeah, I, I would as well. Would you run for the Tories <laughs> or would you run for the Labours or Green Party? Um, I think not getting too political, but it'll be Greens. Okay, the Greens. The Greens. Fabulous. All right, Daniel, okay, this is your on. last five-second question. It's my last chance to redeem myself. <laughs> it's your it? last chance. One of my favorite things, and I don't know how you, I don't know if you know how you impacted me, but when the last time you were on the podcast and you kind of write about this in your book, PS, plug your book, right? Nine, four, three, two, one. Hold on, I got it. I got it. Hold on. This. Yeah, say it, say it. A live coaching approach to screen acting published by Bloomsbury Methuen. Where can you purchase it? Oh, you can purchase it directly from me. I'll send you a signed copy if you get in touch with me at Daniel uh, Daniel D at actorsci.com. Or you can get it from Amazon. You can get it from Bloomsbury's own website. Fabulous. Or any any bookstop, really. Amazing. So Wherever you are in the world. So going back to the question, you yes. discussed the word success. And yes. I'm paraphrasing here, but I think you talk about success in the book as peep actors wanting like the Oscars and when you were on the podcast, you talked about what success means to you and you impacted me with that change. You said success to you means having a house. You have that six means to you sitting on a porch, your family, the happiness of that. And I was like, for me, I understand that now because success to me means having a place or, or the opportunity to give that to somebody else. So like if a friend was like, oh, I'm struggling to put on a play. I'm like, I have 10 grand. Let me just give you 10 grand. It's no longer felt like I need the BAFTA. I need the Olivier. So yeah. I hope you know that you impacted me there. Thank so you. with that in mind, are you ready? Kind of... <laughs> Go on. List. <laughs> List three foods you cannot live without. Go. Uh, smoked salmon, chopped herring, and my wife's quiche. Nice. What's chopped chopped herring, I love it. I love making chopped herring as well. It's lovely. What is chopped herring? Chopped herring, you get Bismarck herrings or equivalent. You get some yeah. matzo. Uh, you put the put the you put a, a, a boiled a couple of boiled eggs, an apple, um, and you just stick it all in a blender. Go, 
And then uh, then you've got chopped herring. Oh. And what sort uh, of quiche does the missus make? She makes all sorts of quiches, but uh, just the general basic quiche is enough. No. And to be honest, it's I could live without that. I was just saying that just to just to not not to <laughs> Not to make there. We'll just edit around this. We'll yeah. edit around this. Yeah. Roast to make... chicken. But yeah. then I can live without roast chicken. Now you can breathe. The game's over and we're going to okay. get deep, meaningful conversations. Um, Let's start with a nice, gentle, how are you? How was your day? Who wants to go first? Daniel. Uh, okay. Yeah. How's my day? My day was a good day today, I think. Um, I am. Uh, I am all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Yes. Above average, below incredibly amazing. Just that uh, sweet spot. Yeah. Danny? My day feels quite eclectic. Um, It's where I am is quarter to 11 in the morning. So it kind of is just kind of mid morning right now. But it's, you know, there's always a lot to do. I'm up usually between 5.30 and 6. Um, agenting, doing stuff, doing other little bits and pieces as well. So, yeah. Lots no. of things going on. Well, my first question to you was going to be this. I stalked you all on Daniel's uh, <laughs> Facebook group. And Daniel often refers to you as Dan or Daniel himself. So I want to know is when you ventured out into Actors Coaching International, did Daniel force you to change your name to Danny? <laughs> or was Danny always around? So Danny was always around. I have two people call me Dan, my mother and Daniel. <laughs> and and um they are not interchangeable by the way um but yeah it's it's I, you know when i first started agenting which was 21 years ago this year it was i, I was dan and then i just changed to danny because i always was you know i prefer danny or daniel it's fine but then of course there's another daniel so you know danny is fine we were going to call Lorna works with us as well, and yes. we were going to call her. We wanted her to change her name to Danny as well, to be honest. Yeah, she wouldn't. But she wouldn't. She wouldn't. Rude, rude yeah. to be honest. I think it's inconsiderate. Well, she would have to change like her equity, her spotlight, and then just all yeah, of. Yeah, but the... that's what your second minor. Person, yeah. yeah, it's a minor detail. If she's committed to the yeah. job. Then she should have she's done really it. Not she committed. Didn't... No. It's a good thing she's on probation right now. You know, <laughs> she is now, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> now you brought that up and we've made us think about it. Yeah. So maybe in the review you can bring that up and just be like, look, if you want to continue on. Danny. Danny. <laughs> right. Yeah, you could change it to Lorna Danny. And then, you know, for your work, mm -hmm. you could be for AC, you know, you could be Danny. Yeah. In okay. fact, Lorna's what's Lorna's surname, Daniel? Dempsey. Dempsey. Uh no, nope, Daniel. Doesn't work. Daniel Dempsey works. Daniel Dempsey sounds that, like a boxer. His name. Danny Very Dempsey. Nice. So uh, much better. I'm Danny Dempsey from the Bronx. Hey, Danny Dempsey awesome. from the Bronx. Hey, Danny. Hey, you're hey. the worst guy. Hey, what are you talking about? Where is she from? Isn't she from the UK? No, Dublin. Oh, Dublin. Yeah, she's Danny Dempsey from. She's Danny Dempsey from. I don't know Dublin. She's from Ireland, definitely. Oh, it's all the same, you know. It's just... Well, going back to you and now going into discussion, I didn't realize that you both met on Surviving Surviving Actors, is it? It yes. was called Surviving yeah. Actors, which was the worst possible name you could have for an expo. It's now called Actors Expo. It is, Actors yes. Pro Expo, yeah. Did, we met uh, in the green room. Yeah. Did, were you signed to Union at that point? Because you began Union in 2014, right? Yeah, I, I wasn't I, interested. I didn't want an agent in those days. I was kind of happy. I'd get my own stuff. I was kind of happy not having to 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 uh, to to talk, you know, to to ask anyone's permission. But uh, Danny was very sneaky indeed. He, he he 
snared me like yep. lots of men in my life right he snared me he, he wanted me and he thought he found he chased me down and he and he, he tempted me with fruits of castings and and casting directors and the crown and and oh, yes, uh, I Lucinda that story. Sison and stuff yeah. like that and then and then he, he dragged me into his net into his web wow you and know um, Danny's version now <laughs> No, actually, I think that's pretty close, to be honest. <laughs> Daniel Daniel did say, and, you know, Daniel, I'm, I'm not speaking for you, so you can change this part, but I, I believe that Daniel was very content with where he was. Yeah. And Daniel's reputation was, was uh, and still is, very, very good. Uh, we have a couple of mutual friends that I have worked with, both as an actor and as an agent as well. And I have a, I have a way, when I like someone, I have a way of actually going after them. I'm quite pervasive. You know, I know I recognize talent when I see it. So actually I was like, no, I, I want to work with you. I want that man. Yeah. So <laughs> Mine, yeah. For my own. Yeah. This is a very him. sweet exterior, but underneath the sweet exterior is like cold, hard steel. That's Gun. why he's an agent, you see. He's, yeah. he's my agent. Uh <laughs> yes, I, I saw that. So wait, d describe to me how ACI actually works because um in going relating it to union and i kind of remember danny you talk about how you approached danny to come along board and then launch this because this no was... he was the other danny said to me was it danny he, that he, said yeah, danny's that danny's idea oh i was I... doing the face i was doing a facebook group at the time in the pandemic yes. and right. uh you know i'd started from scratch got loads of teachers in doing loads of stuff and then said to danny do you want to do a do you want to do a talk on agents and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. And then, then he said he phoned me up one day or got in touch with me and said, mm -hmm. um, said uh, I've got an idea you might be interested in. And I was thinking, I wonder what that is. And it was another of Danny's, you know, entice you into his web. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you've got you you've got a job that you didn't think that you actually wanted. And it was very interesting, right? Because you know, I'd been thinking about starting up a school for several months, and this was this was. Um, late spring 2020 when I contacted Daniel and I sorry and I, I want to say I had always never wanted to do a school I had never oh really one. yeah I've never that fascinates me that fascinates me because when you said how the actor center closed down you wanted to get people together so that fascinates me yeah sorry Danny, I, need, I interrupted this yeah go ahead and and I was like, I was just kind of coming up with a few ideas and, and a few frameworks, how it could look. And then I was looking at venues and I was looking at different kind of places. And I was thinking, OK, who could I approach about this? Who would who do I want to work with? And for me personally, it came down to core values. I wrote down my core values and you've already mentioned one of them on this call. And I was like, Daniel. And as I said, we both had mutual friends and I really respect his work generally anyway, but particularly as a coach, particularly as a as a mentor slash teacher as well. And I thought, ah, oh, I bet you have very similar values. So then I got in touch and we had a, you know, our conversations, Daniel, back then were once every two weeks, something like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really, it was interesting, really, because in my mind all the way through, it's because I'm kind of experienced in life now and I've, you know, lots of people start things and never finish them and I don't want to be that person. So I had a little bit of a, you know, you know, a little bit of arm's length. Yeah, okay, okay. And I needed, I needed Danny really to do the majority of the work in a way to prove, or, or to, not the majority, but to do something to prove that he was going to see it through, mm. rather than just we had this great idea and let's do this and now let's do that and now let's do this and you know nothing happens. And as I say, I don't want to be that person if I'm if I'm going to. You know, I used to be that person a bit, but I think that's 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 when I was trying to find myself and find what I wanted to do in life. 
But now I'm clear about what I want to do in life. I want to, you know, I don't want to muck about, really. And when, you know, it's the first time I've had a business partner. I think it's the first time I've ever had a business partner, just one and two of us. So so there was a lot of um, uh, working out how we're going to work things out. And, and, and it's very interesting because we are both incredibly different, uh, just thinking of Danny's way of describing it, which he thinks about Roger Federer and Nadal. He thinks he's <laughs> that's Nadal. A and I'm Roger that's a compliment. <laughs> I don't see it myself. I'm not really a tennis player, but, you know, I'm the boring <laughs> one and he's the exciting, vibrant one. But hey, anyway. So it was about how, you know, Danny's very much, a, the, you know, the universe takes care of you kind of person. And uh, and I'm, yeah, but you've got to really do this, all of this first. And why isn't that in place? And you've got to put this in place. And this has got, what if that doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? What's your plan G? Um, and, you know, so so it was very interesting as we've gone through it that, that I have become much more, um, hey, you know, don't worry. It'll take care of itself. We're enjoying it. Let's just go with it, see what happens. And, uh, and I think, I, I don't know, Danny can speak for himself in terms of plan G or B or D. I, I have I, I have become more okay what's next you know you know how do we get there from this point yeah so it's kind of I think we've kind of by osmosis just kind of yeah. developed that I'm intrigued to know as you both are talking because I'm always intrigued to know in the business of things do you have those conversations when you connect with somebody in regards to okay so we need to sign up to government gateway okay wait so the funding will be here okay wait we need to get a logo okay so how many years do we go in beta form okay who's doing the website okay what's the what's the percentages of things going to be like do you have those conversations or do you just yeah. go with and do you also have a conversation in regards to i think was it both of you were touching up um, on one of the chats on facebook which you had in regards to demystifying the relationship of agents and Danny, you say this wonderful thing where you call up, if you feel like you're right for a role, you call up the casting director, you pretend to be the agent and you sell yourself. And you said you only do it if you know you're right for somebody. And I was intrigued to know, do you have a conversation in regards to, I feel like acting schools and as a theater maker now, like doing directing myself, there's so many people who are experimenting in that venture. Do you talk about like, the the big institutions that there are in the uk and the us in regards to competitors or do you just go like nah, no this nah, we are us we are yeah. us. We, you know we, we, we we've looked a little bit at others but not really about you know how much they charge probably and yeah. maybe that you know some of their email flyers type things but but not and, really and you know it's really interesting because from my experience here in the us like you can be an actor and you can run an agency and you can work in casting and you can run a school like the things you have oh as a lizard just go past sorry um the, the things you have here <laughs> just i was there with squirrel exactly <laughs> The things you have just kind of make you more interesting. Yeah, not in the UK. Not in the UK. In the UK, it's certainly um, perhaps frowned. Like there's a bit, there's a slightly more mentality, like you should stay in your lane. And that's been my personal experience. And actually, so, so actually it's been very refreshing being here and, talking to people and they're saying oh great so you run a school and you and you do this and you do that fantastic i think that's it that's that's in the industry i remember when i first came back to um to england from from america from new york and i you know i worked a lot in new york a lot of different things all the time paid my bills as an actor blah blah and i came back here not knowing anyone and i remember going to see um, i asked everybody i knew in new york if they if they knew anybody in the industry and i pages of eight for eight pages of names and I got in touch with them all I went to see this this agent 
when I first got here, you know, relatively big time, you know, my mum's friend's brother is a famous guy and all the rest of it. And they were just, it was just so different. It was just stick your stuff, stick your, you know, I had an appointment with her and it was just put your C picture and CV under the door for me. So, but you've got me to come all the way down here. And, you know, there was a lot of, it was really hard to to meet people in a way, to get beyond the British exterior into the you know I, I was you know, when I was in New York I used to they would say there was a book called the Ross Reports which had everything that was in production pre-production post-production all the agents all the casting directors it was a physical book and it used to say don't call don't visit and I always used to say except for you so I would visit all of them and in the end all of them you know they would all you know hi nice meet you I just want to give you my picture and CV just a resume blah, blah, blah. and they would they would accept it um, 99% of the time whereas here it was much harder to do that sort of thing it was much more rigid and you know as Danny said you've got to stay in your lane and you're not in my lane yet so you know come back if you ever get in my lane. Can I ask you a question on that, which is some t- uh, which is one thing that I've been questioning this year, the amount of information that you need to have sometimes in order to um, be connected to the industry. Like, do you need to know all of them? Do you need to know all the casting agents? Do you need, from your perspective, what do you both feel? I mean, I think, um, you know, on my side, I think knowledge is, is power. Uh, you know, it can be powerful. I, I, I don't think you need to know much more than perhaps casting and, and and the director because the director is ultimately the person that actually can give you the job. Like a lot of actors make the mistake of concentrating too much on castings or contracting the cast. And that's fine, but casting is only can only suggest you for stuff. It's it's the producers, it's the showrunners, it's the it's it's as I say, the director is the is the one that is ultimately going to be hiring you. So those are the relationships to kind of foster. As well as obviously, you know, casting as well. I think that as well, it's like in any industry, the more you know about the industry, the more likely, the more comfortable you feel when you talk to the, the, the potential buyers. Mm. Um, and it is, you know, it is, it is, an, it is buying, selling. It, you know, if you're a salesperson, which, which in a way agents are, mm. if you don't know who you're talking to, um, it's not as good as if you do know who you're talking to. If you don't know that that person, can, you know, you know how if 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 they've just started casting something, um, and you're saying, oh yes, I love the casting work you've done previously in the previous seasons and they say well i didn't do the previous seasons it's not as good as if you if you sort of kind of paying attention if you see what i mean and you know i know that i watched something last night and watching a very good thing called better on bbc uh iplayer and i'm looking out for the casting director that's what i, I you know the names yes the actors definitely but I don't. I'm not looking at the grip and the dolly and the the dop and all the rest of it. I'm looking for the. I'm waiting for the cast director's name to come up. And then what will happen is I will tweet them and say, you know, great work yeah. because it is great work. And you know, I get tweets back saying thank you or likes or something. And it doesn't do anything except for in the future uh, there's some sort of positive vibe maybe. And you know, I'm um, just off the back of that, Daniel. It was really interesting. It's really interesting because I remember. It wasn't the first time. I think it was the second or third time. I spoke to Rob Stern, who um, at the time was casting The Crown. And I had a conversation with Rob and I rang him up and I suggested you for another role. And he said, sure, who's your client? And I said, oh, Daniel Dresner. And the first words he said were, I know Daniel Dresner. And actually, of course he did, because previously I'd sent Daniel's work to him anyway. Now, whether that was because of that or whether that's because of, you know, Daniel's contacts, who, you know, it, it, 
it doesn't matter, but it does come down to relationships. I think I had met him once, eight years before then or so, in, right. a, in a casting that was really hard casting. It was for um, a Friday Night Dinner, which is a oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and, you know, I was talking, my character was talking to four different people. And um, he he was there with another casting director. I think it was Nina Gold's office. Who's very big casting director for those yeah. who you don't who you don't know. The the, the person, the lady who read with me, just was so quick. Didn't give me a <laughs> chance to have a different opinion on each of the people I was speaking to, and it really threw me. So when Danny said all those years later that uh, he 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 knows you, my first thing was maybe I wasn't so bad in that casting. I went. Mm. Or maybe he sympathised with with what it was going because I was the first one in, and they were kind of testing it out on me as well. I think, but it's 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 interesting to to get a perspective of everything, I guess. And casting and casting do remember you. That's the thing. They they do. That's their job. And actually, as long as you don't completely F it up and, you know, and and, and whatever, which, of course, you didn't, it's, you know, they'll go, oh, yeah, of course, that's how they work. Last week, we were speaking to um, a friend of mine, Laura, at Theo Park's office, and she was saying almost exactly the same thing. Like, she remembers people from three, four years ago that came in for something. That was great. I mean, uh, yeah, Laura McFadden, she was great. You know, she just, again, the purpose that we had, because we do in this through our Actors Coaching International through the school, we do these once a month, these industry professional evenings on a Thursday evening where we, we get somebody, you know, big wiggy, it turns out. Uh, we get Danny's contacts. He gets his, he gets his file of facts out. Yeah. Gets his black book out and brings in great industry casting directors etc and um, the, my objective is uh, is, is just, uh, we all have different objectives but similar but mine is that i want the actors who come and there were 88 of them this week on a zoom call i want them to see 150 150 yeah um is i want them to see yeah. that casting directors are really human and they're nice Mm. and that they say things like we want you to do well but it's not we want you to do well it's you know we we want you to do well we were on your side it's you know it's, it's much more you know the more relaxed you are with it all and we remember you and we empathize and sympathize and all these lovely words before moving on i'm interested to know two things about aci which is you talked about starting the business with its core values um so if that was the beginning where would you say it is currently and what do you see it going towards? Do you see it going towards like a physical building maybe one day? So that's one. And in regards to how you complement and challenge each other in terms of your teaching and mentoring, because what I found from researching and just dropping in a couple of your classes, that there's a lot of, I feel like there's there's a lot of focus on well-being. I don't know if that is me just reading into something, Daniel, having attending your classes, you're really you really interrogate the intention. You really like nail a lot of things and you really get people to um, experiment and play around, which I think sometimes you don't get to do in classes, um, whether they're screen-based. And Danny, just learning about you, you were talking about like how you do meditation in your classes as well. You do repetition. So yeah, interested to know those two perspectives. Yeah, Let's go backwards on that, Danny, because I'm interested because I know you did a class last night because we do them online. Um, uh, but we also do in person uh, yeah. in London, in, in, Central, Central London, London. W- Wednesday afternoons. Um, but uh, the one Danny and I alternate Monday evenings, so they have two very different styles. Uh, e- e- you know, um, 
you know, for the month, within the month. And Danny did a class yesterday. He emailed me a few days ago and said, I'm not going to allocate scene partners and I'm not going to... Or, uh, or, or, or scenes. And I yeah. always, you know, insist that they come with a scene prepared and they work through it. So I'm just interested, Danny, because I was, mm. I don't know what happened. Uh, I got a very nice email from Henry just saying it was one of the best classes he'd been to. It was... I'd, 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 I'd written a scene. They all did the same scene. And... I wanted to stay away from preparation, how you think the scene should look, just connecting to your partner and just listening. And it was really interesting. And, you know, Zoom has its own challenges. As we're talking on Zoom, sometimes I'm, I'm looking at you both, but sometimes I'm kind of over here. So, but also we're having to learn from working in these little boxes and actually recalls um, are all on Zoom, things like that, it's all on Zoom. And actually it's a wonderful tool. So actually, I, you know, I really enjoyed and really enjoyed the online classes. You know, I, I do in person as much as I can. But yeah, online is is a really good tool to learn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in terms of moving where we want to be, well, uh, we definitely would like a, a physical sp yes. space. But but that, that, in, that involves a whole series of other challenges, like in terms of finding the place, renting the place, um, yeah. make, you know, the overheads completely. It's a different ballgame. We, we, we have a great place in central London. We use the audition house. Mm -hmm. which is you know a place where people audition so it's a, it's also got a you know, certain cachet about it you know they go to a working audition place yeah. and, and we have a great relationship with their fantastic people who run it we rent out space there and we do workshops there as well it's not just wednesday afternoon acting classes we do two-day workshops one-day workshops yeah. with you know directors and whoever so yeah so we, you know we, i think what's happened for me when we started it was like there was a business you know we wrote out a business plan which which has a lot of benefits in terms of focusing you one on what's possible what is you know what, what what's potential but what's happened since then is i think i've become more i've moved over to the danny side a lot more about um letting it grow organically yeah and um i'm content which is another using the word again, I'm content with, with taking it as it comes. If, you know, if we were going to open up a business now, or, you know, open up a physical space and have all, you know, if we were going to do the business plan right now, at my what I, where I am with my life as it is at this moment, it would become stressful. It would become something really not pleasant. Whereas the way we're doing it and building it and bringing in Laura McFadden from Theo Parks and then maybe, you know, she's going to teach a class for us and, you know, this organic, not slowly, but gently with a smile on your face growth. And, I mean, we've got other people coming, you know, other teachers become involved and they become part of us. And, uh, you know, like... And Danny. it keeps it interesting as well, doesn't it? It keeps it interesting because um, I had kind of judgments about the word business prior to starting up my business, um, uni management. And I was like, business. And then, and then a few years ago, I was like, I am actually a business person. This is my business, even though I don't typically look like a business. And then I kind of reframed a lot of that in relation to actors because actors are your own business. And I think that's where a lot of actors kind of trip up. You know, we are the CEO of our lives. We are... Mm. We are the male person as well as the CEO. We are all these people in between, the marketing person. So actually we play all these different roles, sometimes multiple roles every day. And, and so it, then it becomes about, okay, how can I kind of perform these roles really, really well? And knowing as well, the thing about business is that you also need support from places, from other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not, you know, we don't have to do everything. We have yeah. an assistant, as I say, Lorna, you know, she does, she teaches and she she does lots of the stuff with us. And we have Georgie who does, 
he does our social media for us and Danny and I don't want to sit down doing social media all the time and putting together a show you know reels and stuff and you know Danny likes that sort of thing but you know as my agent I don't want him to be sitting there all day you know designing the next mail shot exactly and and also you know in a, a kind of just to go back to your question right like you know we will be getting like a full, like full-time space that we can rent out in you know in london we're very comfortable where we are with the audition house we're going to be extending the hours in terms of different days different times both online and in person but for the minute we're very comfortable you know we have goals about doing one-off workshops maybe at some point later on this year you know if if i get a workshop going in atlanta or, or birmingham daniel will come over we'll you know we'll put something on for the weekend or whatever things like that so you know just nice and easy nice and you know yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's it's about trust in a way and, and danny and i have developed a, a you know very healthy level of trust between the two of us over the period of time but what we what we're also and we developed that with lorna and with georgie as well what we mm. what we're doing is developing that trust with other teachers so it's interesting mm. to delegate how difficult it is is in life generally to delegate to people because they're never going to do as good a job as you mm. um until they do until the until the students say i really enjoyed you know tom's class this week mm. it was excellent and yeah. it's like oh thank god for that yeah mm. so tom let, maybe tom could do a class every week then and you know and it's about developing trust for people so that you, you're not bringing people in who are trying to sell their own stuff even though when i go work for other schools i always give my business card out and sell my book but but i wouldn't ever sell a contradictory class and i and i think there's a fear that if you bring a teacher in that they're going to say don't go with them yeah did you like my class yes i like my class well i'm doing the same class next week for 10 pound cheaper so uh, they're, 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 they're off you know, potential fears but i'm not worried about that because the people we bring in are people who are who we like yeah. mm. generally speaking you know the um you know the rate for people staying with us is very very high people are very very loyal and you know and they really like us to really like what we do they really like who we stand for which is why they keep coming back and back every week every month you know and it makes it interesting because as as daniel said his um you know, his and I styles are very different in terms of yeah. teaching, teaching things like that. So actually, you get that you get that difference, and that keeps it interesting. All right, three in three things this industry could do with and without: uh, honesty, transparency, and clarity to to do with, and without uh, delays on recall fees, unnecessary red tape, and gossip. Three things you wish somebody would have told you when you were starting out in the business or that you've picked up and been showed. That, as I said earlier on, we are a business and actually to think of yourself as a business rather than, yeah, to not concentrate on the jobs, to define yourself as a human first and foremost and not by the jobs you book. And also um, to respect the hard work that agents and casting do. Fabulous. Demystifying the role of an agent. You talk about a couple of things in regards to sending letters or anything like that. What is maybe one thing that you can impart on somebody that makes the the casting agent or your role as a life coach, as an artist, as everything demystified? I would just I, I would approach agents from a human point of view, not from I would approach I would approach agents and gatekeepers. This whole thing about, you know, there's me but there's someone between me and the job as just as it doesn't exist. It's human to human. It's that connection. I'd say, look, just, just come at me with a human 
connection rather than what can I get from you? Come at me with, here's what I have to offer. This is the wow. piece of me. Fascinating. I'm interested to know how you technically would write that just like in an, in an email. Well, open to creative t- creativity, people. One thing you would like people to take away from being in your presence, so whether that is a class, whether that is an, uh, a casting audition, anything. I'm going to go back to the class. I'm going to say, um, audit a class, see what we're about, email us and actually and actually see what we're about. If you like what we're talking about, just just come along. It's completely free to audit. Authenticity versus, uh, versus representation of the role. This is a question I ask usually um, writers and directors. Um, it's basically in regards to like, let's say if there is a Italian transgender role that is being specified on Spotlight or any other website, it is not being played by an Italian transgender person. Uh, the specificity of it should it be played by somebody of that community and should the company i.e the film or the theater company represent that your thoughts on it that is a great timely question right thank <laughs> you i don't think you've got time for my full-length answer but i do actually recognize i do know that um the actor guy ps was saying something on social media just today actually about it however my short answer is if you are authentic in the role then you should be given a chance to audition for it whether that's italian transgender whatever thoughts on poc actors on books i often find it that the conversation surrounding global majority actors or creatives on books is a touchy topic oh okay agency books i even remember myself when i was starting out five years ago being told that we already have two asian actors unfortunately i sometimes find it as well that if you fit they, with they are women but we still got two asian actors so yeah so th- i i sometimes find it that do you think that is something that is like being taken away is there any advice on it that you would give to people or not really you don't have anything you know i think prejudice is and stereotypes are ingrained in western society and thankfully they are being dismantled by um you know by a progressive kind of in in a progressive way i think it's slow but i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of progressive television being made for, uh, for example things like doctor who for example things like heartstopper um sex education things like that that cast beyond the stereotypes mm. so i think i think you know i don't think agents have an automatic well, I already have two white people on our books. I think it's, you know, and that and that's the kind of litmus test. Fabulous. Um, peaks and valleys is, a, I asked everybody, a peak is a high point of your personal professional life. What was it? What lesson you learned from it? A valley is a low point of your personal professional life. What was it? What lesson you learned from it? It doesn't need to be, if you feel like it's too specific, you can just be like, in 2016, in the month of March, this happened. <laughs> and it taught me this. A peak, okay, it's very recent. I got married on New Year's Eve. And... Oh, yeah and you know it's just that's a that's a real peak because actually there's a there's a there's no there's no kind of distinction between okay this is me as an actor this is me as an agent this is me as a human it's all one and actually being married really suits me being married is is it's it's you know really good for me um yeah you married somebody called danny (laughs) did you actually no no (laughs) and a valley Okay, recently I was recalled for this big film, big feature film, and I didn't get it on the third time. And it kind of hit me a little bit. And I was talking about it last night in class as, as well. And, I, and you know, I did two self-tapes and I got to the recall on Zoom. Um, not even the recall, like 
the director meet, the producer meet, the the casting meet on Zoom as as we are right now, and I didn't get it, and, I, and it just kind of hit me a bit. So I was talking a lot about that last night in class, and how, and then I was bringing in well-known actors' examples of virtually the same thing. What do you feel like I taught you? That nothing is definite until the contract is signed. <laughs> until the money's in the bank. Until, until the, the money's in the bank. bank. Yeah. And you've seen it. You've seen the role on TV because recently I've also seen that. You might get the money, you might get the role, but they might not be on the thing. Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, um, what words of wisdom would you give to your mirror self today? Keep trusting yourself. Nice. I always feel like I asked this of Daniel last time as well, that I feel like a person who's in convicted in their path has three pillars. It's either confidence and grit in themselves. That's innate or something that they've picked up. Spirituality. So that's faith religion, whatever, and three, support. That support can be financial, emotional, whatever you interpret that as. Do you feel like if you didn't have those three pillars, not knowing a lot about your background, you would you would be the person that you are and continue to do the work that you're doing today? No, I'd be completely different. I think I think those three pillars are, are essential. And I think confidence fluctuates. Confidence kind of, you know, it kind of goes up and down. I, I you know, I never kind of believe in those kind of bulletproof type things like it kind of it kind of fluctuate very easily spirituality is very important to me and actually being grounded within yourself and knowing yourself much more i think is a, is, is a really good um is a really good tenant daniel this is your turn now three things this industry could do with and without daniel dresner it could do with understanding it could do with equality it could do with paying more to the lower end of the scale it could do without arrogance it could do without uh people without um everybody there's some people forgetting that other people have skin in the game as well and it can do with out uh, what is it when somebody looks down on somebody as condescension ah nice that's a nice word of the day three things you wish somebody would have told you when entering the industry that you'd like to impart on now somebody else it'll be all right if you keep working just don't stress about it just let it happen be a bit more focused on 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 the details of stuff like what type of things do you want to be in what you know what type of roles do you want to play and just if you are be yourself because everyone else is taken oh oh one thing you would like people to take away from being around your presence with that is as just a person life coach teacher Easy. mentor yeah joy oh oh that is authenticity versus oh, don't, don't cry right it was i mean it's yeah yeah I mean, so he gets moved so easily. Sorry, what's what was what was the question? Authenticity versus representation, which I was just talking with Danny about in regards to if there's an Italian transgender role, it needs to be played by an Italian transgender person, and the the spectre of the film or the theatre needs to represent qualities of that story. That is an interesting question, and I do think that you should, we should be able to play. Uh, we can play most things. Some things we can't play, so we should just shut up and say we can't play them um i think that if if you know daniel day lewis in my left foot um he he was he did a lot of good in that role to make people understand um people with that condition so i think that if you do it properly and you honor you honor it and you don't attain you don't do an, a fake cod irish accent like some of the people do that just sounds so dreadful because they're being stereotypical if you do it and honor it and are faithful to it and and believe it 
then I think I think we can do pretty much anything. I don't mind Helen Mirren playing Gold in My Ear. I don't mind that. Mm. Maury Lippman could have played it, but she was busy doing Coronation Street. She was contracted too. Yeah. She couldn't do anything else. Advice, one piece of advice you would like to impart young actors that you feel like they're just budding, 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 and they just never understand. And it might be a repetitive thing that you've said in your classes. It might be things that you've said in your book. Plug the book again, please. Uh, what do you mean a life coaching approach to screen acting by Daniel Dresner, published by Bloomsbury Methuen, and they can get a, a signed copy from me if they get in touch with me at danield at actorsci.com, you mean? Yes, yes. No, I don't think I can do that. I'm not really the sort of person who talks about my book a lot. So um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> it was a piece of advice that you would have of advice my feeling is get a coach and i'm not just saying this because it doesn't have to be me or danny i believe get a coach get somebody who can help you because because you get you get you get moved forward faster when you've yeah. when you've got accountability when you've got somebody who's who's sort of can help you answer and ask and answer incisive questions about yourself and about what you want to do thoughts on the uh, digital media and kind of like its role in our industry now well it's here you know you can't people fight it you, you know you can you can say oh i don't do that sort of thing but i think one has to i think it's if you make it fun um and make it work for you if you're a fun person and make but make it you can personalize it all but you can't fight it you no. know you can't fight it. And if, if the industry needs a certain amount of clicks or whatever, then you have to get a certain amount of clicks. Danny, actually, I forgot to ask you this question too. So if after Danny, if you could just put in something. <laughs> Any piece of advice that you would give in regards to safeguarding your experience when it comes to, let's say, auditions versus when you're on set or in that theatre space doing the job whether that is a weighted role or whether that is delivering a monologue or handling nerves whatever that may be i'm only pausing because it's a big topic and i think that just in the few seconds that we have but i think that you know i think the industry has has come along a long way in terms of safeguarding certainly in the last few years it's it's pretty much become a hot topic and you know rightly so for many for many reasons i would always encourage actors who perhaps don't know the industry as well just to listen to you know their instincts and their gut and also try to do as much research as possible about the people that you are meeting and i'm going to add to that as my answer to that question which is if it doesn't feel right don't do it um you can you know you can get other jobs but you can't you know if you lose your integrity or lose lose something even worse than that then that takes a lot more to 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 recapture Danny, do you have any piece of advice for approaching a role when you're auditioning versus when you're actually doing the job? Ah, that's a, that's a good one as well. I think that there's a different kind of uh, experience. If you're auditioning, they don't need the finished part. You're not going to go and shoot it there and then. So really to give a sense of who you are in in that role and what you can bring to it as opposed to when you're on the set you've really got to be thinking the character you've really got to be thinking as a character you've really got to be um, present as near as possible as the character and um really just it's a it's a different level of commitment but you've but both of them you've got to do the work then get out your own way and just let yeah. it happen is there a tool that you would advise i don't know where i picked this up from but i recently make spotify playlists in regards yeah that's good to you know, there's all sorts of stuff you know you can go anything you can look you, you use star signs if you're an aquarian your character's an aquarian then they've got a list of 30 40 character traits 
yeah. Sagittarius, they're different character traits. There's all sorts of stuff. You can go, you know, some people go with the, with the shoes. You know, I can't remember which famous actor does that, but one of them does. They, yeah. they get the shoes and then they know the character. Nice. Um, Danny, anything to add? No, not to that part, no. No, <laughs> no worries. Peaks and valleys, do you want me to explain that as well? Or no, it's you... okay. Peaks and valleys. Peak was, I think, um, you know, my peak was definitely playing, doing Shakespeare, playing Puck in Midsummer and Festing Twelfth Night in Washington Square Park in New York for three months uh, in rep, 600 to 800 people a night. The bars of the audience, the the talking to the audience, it was so incredible. I was fit. Um, I was doing stuff I'd never done before. I was I was wowing hundreds of people. I was having fun with them because there were two fun parts. I was learning so much, and I was doing stuff for very low money. But that didn't matter mainly because I was doing. I was on TV and Heineken commercial at the same time. But but it, it was about lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. As my peak valleys, um, you know, there's little little bouncing along the bottom valleys, like Danny was indicating. You know, when you don't get jobs, certain jobs that you really want. But I don't think so. I think I think it's when I, when I've sort of had a horrible experience with somebody somewhere where somebody doesn't see me, they belittle me, or they don't see me, or they misunderstand what I, you know, why I was asking for that. You know, mm. Why don't I want £500 for uh, in perpetuity on all media, you know? You know, why is that a problem? You know, please, you know, you just, just treat me with respect and give me the money that you that you should give me for it that kind of stuff words of wisdom you would give to your mirror self today my mirror self words of wisdom is just keep enjoying it keep and enjoying it because that covers that covers everything and if you were to remove everything so the confidence great spirituality faith and um support would you be the person who you are today and continue to do what you're doing it's impossible isn't it i mean it's it's what makes us up isn't it is is those are a lot of pillars of who i am so i would be but i would be someone else you know that that that's fine i recognize that you know if you're not, not if i'm not this then i'm that i don't i would still exist all right the games are called Super child, play with right. So we're gonna quickly throw some things at you. You say the first thing that comes into your head. If you were a movie, what would the title of that movie be? Original. Go quickly. Be yourself. W what was the logline? What would the IMDb logline be? A sci-fi rom-com in two parts. Nice. Give me three actors that would star in it. Sam Rockwell, Wolfgang Goggins, and you. I was about to say, man. You know, you're my agent, and you weren't gonna put me in your film. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What? <laughs> if you were a drink, what would you be? Hemlock. Me? You'd be hemlock. Okay. <laughs> if you were a food, what cuisine would you be, Daddy? Italian. Um, what dish? Any any Italian pasta dish. Any if you were a fruit, what would you be? Banana. If you were a colour, what would you be? Orange. Clothing item. Braces. If you were a flower or a plant, what type of a flower or plant would you be? Peony. Have you ever is the next section. Have you ever hooked up with a fellow artiste or admirer? <clears throat> uh I mean that's Okay, yeah, that answers of it. Of, of course I have. I mean... Uh, have yeah. you ever flirted to get ahead in your career? Uh, yeah, uh, 100%. Unashamedly. Have you ever peed while swimming? Yes. Have you ever joined the Mile High Club or activities in the public? Oh, in the public, yes. Not, not. It's it's too difficult in, in, in even in the first class toilets, it's too difficult. Have you forgotten the words and made it up on the spot? Yes. Okay, next is what would you rather? Cookies or cream? Cake. Cake. Rich or fame? Rich. A critical acclaim or win awards? Uh, critical acclaim. Netflix or Prime? Prime. Fairy tale mythological stories or real life stories? Real life stories. Dogs or cats? Cats. World peace or equality? Equality. All right. The next section is can you improv though? 
I'm going to give you three words and you have 30 seconds to devise a monologue. Make sure that you include those three words. Would you like this, to write them down in the chat? No, this is this, for you, Danny. This is for me. Okay. This is for you. We're going to do Daniel after this. Okay. okay well, fine. Would you like me to um, give you these three words in the chat? Uh, yes, please. Okay. Daniel, you're enjoying this, aren't you? You're just um, No, because uh, I'm next. <laughs> Ready? Your three words are money, candles, and tangerine. Your 30 seconds starts in four, three, two, go. James had a shop in the high street making candles and he made a lot of money from those candles. And what happened was this guy came in, didn't have any money, so I did pay him in tangerines. And he said, can I pay you, can I buy some candles and tangerines? He said, I don't really appreciate fruit, but I love tangerines. So you can exchange that for money. And, and in the end, they were both happy. Very appealing, those tangerines. Yes, yeah. very. You had five seconds left, but I'll stop it. The games. Ready? No. The <laughs> If you were a movie, what would the title of that movie be? Go. Great Expectations. What would it, it has to be original. Oh, does it? Yes. Um, incredible Expectations. <laughs> what would the logline be or the storyline? A man blasting his way through life. Uh, three actors that would star in it. Me, Danny and you. That, oh, love it already. If you were a drink, what would you be? I'd be a nice fizzy, fruity drink on a hot summer afternoon. If you were a food, what dish and cuisine would you be? I'd probably be, um, yeah, I think I'd taste because I like it, but I'd probably Japanese food. Okay. Oh, yeah, because if you were a fruit, what would you be? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to say kumquat, but only because I like the word. That's okay. Um, we go with the first thing. We go with okay. the first thing. If you were a color, what would you be? I'd be, I would be, I would be whatever, a mixture of all of them. I would be all of the colours in the rainbow, whatever colour that makes. I think that was your last response as well. If you were a clothing item, what would you be? Quickly! I would be a support bra. <laughs> flower or plant? What type of flower and plant? I would be rosemary. If Have you ever, is the next section, have you ever hooked up with a fellow artist or admirer? Uh, this week. <laughs> I'm a married man, how dare you? Uh, yes, married. I have. I have, and I have lots of very interesting stories for another podcast. Have you ever flirted to get ahead? Uh, yeah. <laughs> flirted, flirted. Uh, sorry, Maha Club or public spaces? Done anything intimate? Uh, how long you got? <laughs> peed while swimming. Oh, peed while swimming, not sex while swimming. Well, no, we got the answer to that. I okay, uh, peed while swimming, no. No? Have you forgotten the words and made it up on the spot? Oh, yeah. Next is, what would you rather, cookies or cake? Cookies. Rich or fame? Rich. Critical acclaim or win awards? Critical acclaim. Uh, mythological stories or real life stories? Real life stories. Netflix or Prime? Don't care, Netflix. Dogs or cats? Dogs. World peace or equality? Well, you World peace allows equality, so if we don't have world peace, then the rest of it doesn't matter. Nice. All right. The next is, can you improv, though? Your 30 seconds of improv. Your three words are... Just tell them to me. Oh, leaf-scented and uh, I haven't figured out the third word. Danny, give me a third word. Give me a third word. Magazine. Magazine. I was uh, reading this magazine last week. Um, it was a rather unusual thing. It was set in the past, um, in the in 204 BC, and in those days, um, in those days, medicine was all about uh, what type of leaf you use to cure something. And the, the problem was that they found this one that was scented, uh, that is scented in the wrong way. So it 
wiped out a whole species of civilization of man. Nice. 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 All right, your last two questions. Everybody loves a rant. Daniel, do you remember your last time's rant? No. No, it was about posh people. What was it? Oh, dear. Um, You get a rant, 30 seconds of rant about anything and everything that you want. However, the condition is you have to start with bitch don't or end with bitch don't. Do you feel like you have something to rant about? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. This is Danny Clifton's 30-second rant. Go. Bitch, don't get me started on the Tory party because they're just the worst. They are... You see that thing about Matt Hancock? about taking 10 grand for, for some made-up thing by led by donkeys. They're a, they are the party I cannot stand. They are so just arrogant. They're, they're, I put Tories alongside Ronaldo in that kind of... I just... It's really mad. Anyway, bitch, just don't. I think that was my rant as well, wasn't it, last time? Was what? it your rant as well, the Tories? I don't think it was the Tories, but it was it along... It would have been this time. It, along... Well, there you go. Well, I got the same rant as Danny's, really, but go on. All right, Daniel Dresden, this is your bitch don't. Bitch, don't get me started on that Conservative Party. This slimy, entitled lying. And they call it collective responsibility. And then they just adamantly know this is the way it is. And I saw a great one that uh, Krishnan Gurumurti did with this guy. where He said you were a Brexiteer. You voted for Remain. Then you became a Brexiteer. And then you voted for this. And then you voted against the thing. Then you Five voted seconds. for it. And uh, yeah, slimeball, bitch, don't get me started. <laughs> and to contradict that, what is one thing that you do for yourself that makes you feel joyful? And what's one thing you do for others that makes them feel joyful? Gosh, that's a great question. I read, okay, the one thing I read up, because I get up early in the morning, I love preparing the coffee machine the night before. And, I, and I've and i got like a posh coffee maker with a little thing that you put with coffee, but in the coffee, I put salt, nutmeg and cinnamon. And I and I mix it in with the coffee and I put it in and I load up the right amount of water and, and it's there ready for me when I get up at 5.30 and it's just over there. And it's amazing. What's one thing you do for others that makes them feel joyful? Give them work. <laughs> <laughs> Money talks, jobs talk. Um, I it's the same thing. I'm just about to take my daughter to play football, and I love watching her playing, and she loves going. And what's one thing that you, you do for yourself? They were that that. The, oh, so it combines the two things exactly. Nice. Well, everyone, that brings us to an end, and I hope you enjoyed that. I want to say a massive thank you to the guest for their time. All of the information about the guest, myself, and the show will be listed in the bio. Make sure to follow, share, comment, and subscribe. Show us all some love, because isn't that what we want at the end of the day, some love? Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow and the people that are on here. Thank you again, and as I always say, breathe in, breathe out. I must go which means now i must go i own that that is copyrighted and i will sue <laughs> joking have a great one and stay curious till next time <laughs>